All right, welcome in episode 85 of the Hot Grits Podcast, the number one sports podcast in Savannah, possibly in all the world, Spencer. Possibly. Possibly in I all the world. I thought we had already broken that record. 85 episodes in, we are sponsored, as always, by Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah. It's football season, and there's different vibes in that building during football. There is. There is, dude. Hot is. wings, cold beers. John Henderson's the owner at 3016 East Victory Drive. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you when you go, and they'll hook it up for you. Spencer, how many TVs are they at I think now? we're working on 2.7. It's one per every roughly three and a half to four people in the world. Right. So plenty plenty of TVs, plenty of cold beers. Go see Johnny H. and the boys. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. They'll hook it up. They always take care of our listeners. They take care of us down there. Trav, they're the best sports bar in Savannah. It is known, Spencer. It's known. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Basically seven days a week for football. They got the TP being prepped for the Braves playoff. We're going to be down run. there on that TP, bro. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the Braves to get to the NLDS and lose, but we're going to be at Coach's Corner yes. watching it. 3016 East Victory Drive, 912-352-2933. If you want to call ahead, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. All right, Penny. Monday Night Football is recording. Recording? Oh, it's live, baby. It is it's live. live. We are recording. Yeah, we're recording. Live during, during Monday Night Football. Episode 85 of the Hot Crits Podcast. Here we go. Ain't nobody gonna this your boy I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, crank his ear or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the face. Baby right <laughs> we'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> okay, here we go, Spencer. Monday Night Football, Packers, Lions. Let's just start right off the rip. The people want to know, what's your bet? The game's already done by the time they're listening to this. Yes, already done. What's the bet? That so we've, we've got, I've got the Packers on an alternate line by 17 and a half, and they're already down seven. But they're driving, they're in their own, you know, I think they're on the five. So they're driving, first and goal, second and goal right now. Uh, it's not looking too, too good. Ideally, we'd like to jump out to an early lead, but... Hopefully well, we can tie it up right here. And around the end, we're in, baby. <laughs> and we're in. Just to timestamp it, now the Packers are basically tying the game up with yeah. four minutes, three and a half minutes left yeah. in the first quarter. And Trav, I think you know this. I'm on an unprecedented, unprecedentedly, unprecedentedly, unprecedented, unprecedented, poor, it's a poor run for me, yeah. sports betting. I, I've sent you a lot of bets recently. <laughs> A lot of them have not hit. They've been a lot of parlays, like uh, same game parlays. That's what I do. I do the money line, and then I take the over or under. I keep hitting the money line, keep missing the over slash under. It's been brutal, and they've all been close or like relatively close going into crunch time. You know but, what I mean? Yeah, this is why you're getting your reps in. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still early for it's, you too, it's, pal. It's early, yeah. And what do we say? It's a long season. It's a long season. In football season, I basically just have to maintain my bankroll because I always make money in basketball season. Almost always make money in basketball season. Yeah, yeah. Sick always flex. make always make money during basketball season. Got to maintain it during. I can't go broke during football. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you won't go broke. Period. If you're watching the Coach's Corner Sports Network, that's, that's rubbing and grubbing. Yeah. On the Coach's Corner Sports Network, our guy Brandon Bain. Check him out. Go subscribe on YouTube. Carl Demasi and Kyle Lawson, the Who's on First Base baseball podcast. Check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And then the Carl Demasi. Sports Report, the Carl DeMossi Show with 
producer Larry, producer Lawrence Bennett uh, yeah. doing his magic over there at Coach's Corner. Check that out on Saturday mornings. That's on the Coach's Corner Facebook page as well. All right, let's start with – here's a rundown. Let's start with college football in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting for the Braves to start. The Phillies are down right now to the Orioles. Braves two games up, so hopefully we'll know more. By the time we start talking about the Braves. For the record, I am pulling for the Orioles. I do want to lose money here. Well, I'm, I'm pulling for the Orioles. Imagine if like you were an actual Orioles fan, like you had to watch 120 losses. That's rough. Well, I was a Hawks fan for the past 10 years, so I've I can empathize you're a, a little fan? bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You might have heard about it. You're the one, huh? Yeah. Uh Georgia kicked the shit out of South they Carolina. Did, bro. Goodness gracious, bro. And got, South Carolina got steamrolled. We thought we had a court, quarterback controversy, and we don't have a quarterback controversy, right? I guess we got that answered pretty, only, pretty quickly. Only Kirby Smart in a 40-13 to 13 win. It was just so weird that he put Stetson Bennett in yeah. when he did. JT Daniels was rolling. It was fairly early in the game. Bennett throws a pretty bad pick, I think, yeah. on his first attempt of the game. We don't really see Stetson for the remainder of the game, yeah. basically. So I guess that's done and dusted? Game. Well, yeah, it should have never happened anyway. I don't right. know why. And Kirby was asked about it after the game. He gave some coach speak as to why Stetson was in there. But I would be surprised, shocked even, if JT Daniels doesn't play every snap from here on out, if he's healthy. Right. And if it's, he's healthy. it's kind of a luxury. Like, you have to have that guy behind your number one. You, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're a Georgia and you're in Alabama and you're contending year in, year out, you have to have a solid quarterback behind your guy. So I, I get wanted to keep him in the mix a little bit, but it did seem, why not, why not just put Stetson in, in the fourth quarter when the game's out of hand? You, Cause you, it's, the game's yeah. trending that way anyway. You know what I mean? Well, it'd be different if it was like the Justin Fields, Jake Fromm thing. Like Justin Fields offered a different dynamic. Skill set. Yeah. Like you know Stetson I mean? Bennett is even more, so you know, like in the pocket than JT Daniels. Right. Well, they're just, I mean, they're different quarterbacks, I guess, but like you don't have a package. Well, yeah. They're different people for a guy. They are. Yeah. They are different people. It's if you looked at them side by side, you wouldn't know that because they're basically Good they point. look like they went to the same high school and like maybe dated the same girl at one point. You know what I mean? Like they're the same guy, but they are different people. Let's let's be clear about that. If JT Daniels still had that mustache, he'd probably never come out the game. Yeah. Period. That is a swaggy mustache, dude. That 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 brings some confidence to the table There's that you a don't get. Yeah. Air of yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- like hey, I like kind of guy that walks in a room and his dick's been there for like. 10 minutes already. So are you feeling more confident about Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Point? Yeah. yeah they're, they're really good. At that football. defense, that defense, you're not going to beat Alabama on defense alone. I keep saying that, but well, I want to talk about that. That defense inspires some confidence. You know what I mean? It's three games in and small sample size guy. Right. But this is by far the most impressed I've been with a Georgia team ever. Whoa. Ever. And look, I'm still in my mid twenties, but that's a pretty long time ever. I've never <laughs> been impressed by a Georgia team more than this. I think I think that's a little far. I think it's what team was better. I I would say Matt Stafford's either first or second year when they went on that ten game winning streak and almost made it into the Natty, even though they had two losses. That team was pretty damn good. Came into the next year ranked number one overall with no Sean Marino. You know how that went. Those, yeah, that Green. did not go well. That did not go well. But that year prior, they were pretty damn good, and they had a lot of people buzzing. That's the most, and I mean, honestly, they've made this it. This team's better. Yeah, this I, team's I definitely yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defense looks stout, dude. But we've seen this with Georgia defenses before, where they've just been dominating, and then it did not matter when it mattered most. You know what I mean? It, it didn't yeah. come into play. But it's like, so, dude, 
I, I don't remember a time where I was more con- like Georgia goes into this game as a 20 something point favorite 30, almost a 30 point favorite against South Carolina. Yeah. We lost Georgia lost to them two years ago and right. then they come out and beat them 40 to 13. Poor Shane Beamer after the game, the South Carolina coach was asked like, what specifically did the Georgia defense do to hold you to like 2.1 yards per rush? Like, right. And to limit their offense to basically nothing for the first three quarters. Beamer goes, they have a hundred five stars. So that was his direct <laughs> quote. And he was just like laughing and shaking, like scratching his head. Yeah. Like you can tell, like imagine like six days, seven days leading up to playing Georgia. And you know, if you're Shane Beamer, you're like, well, we don't have a fucking prayer. They are absolutely, we don't have a shot. they are absolutely loaded, but it just seems like it's almost not even worth talking about until the Florida game. Like we're going to know yeah. what this Georgia team is. By the time they play Jacksonville, once right. they play Jacksonville or play in Jacksonville, we're going to know, you know what I mean? And they're going to kill everybody up until then. I mean, I would assume so. Anyway. Correct. I, I like, I'm convinced of that. I don't think there's going to be a letdown, but F- Florida looked damn good. And I lost some money on that, that game as well. Florida looked awesome. I they think they're awesome. a lot better than we thought. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what makes me pause a little bit on this, this Georgia season, because it could all be for not if they lose in Jacksonville. I don't. I think they're still good enough to beat Florida, but Florida went out there and put on a show against the best right. team in the I'm nation. I'm not going to start like talking about Georgia versus Florida head to head yet. Yeah. But here's the thing: like Georgia gets Vandy next week, they're going to have Cupcake U up until yeah. Jacksonville, right? So the last time Georgia played Florida, who just went toe to toe with Alabama, the team that people want Georgia to be ranked above this week, Georgia lost to that team. Right. So. I don't. Alabama just beat the team who was responsible for your last regular season loss. If you're Georgia, you're not going to jump up to number one just right. because Alabama narrowly wins against a top 12 team on the road at their place. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't seem That's right. That's nuts to me. And, and Georgia fans like wanting to be number one or thinking that, thinking that somehow Alabama is more vulnerable now. Like they won. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe if Alabama stumbles again like that, uh, but that was a really good Florida team that just pushed into the brink. Maybe I, I'm starting to think maybe Uncle Carter was onto something. Like A and M, Alabama's not going to have an easy walk to, no. to Atlanta. That's for sure. Like Arkansas, uh, Auburn, is good. Auburn is better than we thought. Yeah, they lost to Penn State, but they're better than we thought, and they're like at least worthy of talking about right. against Alabama, Texas A and M, obviously. The, the, what it comes down to is, I think Georgia will pass Alabama at some point Dude, during the year. I think I they don't. will. I, I think they will, unless Alabama just steamrolls everyone. I think Alabama will have another game where it's close, and Georgia is just going to murder everyone and, and get pushed ahead. Because so you it's gonna think be, there's a time where an undefeated Georgia is ranked above an undefeated? Alabama. I do think that's a distinct I possibility. That's a scenario. I do think it's but a distinct like you're not alone in that. I yeah. think a bunch of people think that. And I know well, it got steam this week. This week is a like. But look at the AP. If we're talking about the AP poll, microcosm. Nice job. Thank you. What was the word you tried to use earlier? Uh, unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Say it. <laughs> Unprecedentedly. Unprecedentedly, you try to create that word. Yeah, yeah. AP poll this week. Alabama number one. With 59 of the 62 first place right. votes. So, but there the is AP, not a spot the where AP, Alabama's going to drop. The AP poll always lags behind public sentiment. 
Like public sentiment will drive the AP because poll, the but it lags behind. Dumb. It, it lags behind. Dumb. They're like us. I agree. There's idiots talking. In I agree, way. but it just like anything else, it gets as it gets louder and louder. People start vote getting more votes. You know what I mean? Like people get swayed by the public opinion. It happens. The AP even poll, someone as discerning as yourself. Things wrong with it. There's a hundred thousand things wrong with the AP poll. Like, let's not right. kid ourselves about that. And that's why it's not used in any sort of metric. Yeah, including the college football playoff. Like I don't know right now. Who who has the most impressive win of the season? It's not Alabama or Georgia. I think it's Oregon. Yeah. At Ohio State, right? Absolutely. That's the most impressive win of the season so far. So that team isn't going anywhere. They're number three. Is there a moment where you think that Oregon or Oklahoma at 3-0 would jump Georgia? Like if Georgia were to say beat Vandy by no, three but points? It's because... Alabama and Georgia both came in with such pedigree that it's going to take a loss for to knock them out of the top two. That was my general thing. So you think that there is like a, some sort of thing to who have you been before yeah. this year? Yeah, of course. But Georgia's got that pedigree and they have the talent to back. Like they have yeah. the names and the talent to back it up. And the defense. I mean, the, the a defense gets you so much points, dude. Just in in a poll. Like that, if you have a dominating defense that's intimidating, that's going to give you so much sway in, in, in with writers, it, more than it should, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but, and the college football playoff committee does use those somewhat advanced metrics. How many like points has Georgia's defense given up this year? Do you know that number? Well, they've given up one touchdown. They gave up zero to UAB. They gave up three to Clemson. Right. And third, so they've given up 16 points. That's nuts. And they've scored more than that, I believe. Uh, I think they scored around. 14. It's uh, If they haven't scored more, it's close. Chris Smith pick six. I think they scored 14. And I think I think Georgia gave up a pick six too, right? No. No? Maybe maybe I'm mistaken. But it, all that being aside, the defense is terrifying. I don't think they're a better team than Alabama currently. I do okay, think this yeah, team, neither do I. I do think this team could beat Alabama, but I also think they could jump them in the polls. I can see that happening, especially with the sentiment growing so quickly this early in the season and the road that Alabama's got ahead. I mean, maybe Alabama comes out and steamrolls Arkansas. They steamroll Texas A&M. They steamroll all these guys before Georgia plays in right. Jacksonville. Or I, I, I actually don't know Alabama's schedule and how it's made up. But Well, they have to play the entire West. Yes. Yeah, and then they cross over against Tennessee and Florida. Suppose they just roll over these guys. Of course, they'll say number one overall. But I can definitely see a path for Georgia being the number one team in the nation before they play the Gators. And and in the long run, of course, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And that's us, like, as veteran, non-emotional, just really intelligent yeah. people. And Discerning. It doesn't matter. But I, I, I think that, like, it is at least fun right? A, as a Georgia fan and really as a college football fan that there are – there's at least one, I think, worthy opponent. I, do, I agree with you. I think Georgia can beat Alabama. I really think that. But in no way – in no scenario do I have it worked out in my head that Georgia is better than Alabama. There's nobody that's going to line up against them and be better than them. But Georgia is— well, they, that's, that's also— we, They're close. We they're really do close. have to identify our biases here. You know what I mean? Like, we— It's not—we've seen it. There's, like, yeah. a long history of Alabama kicking the shit out of Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But— And again, the last time Georgia played Florida, they got their ass kicked. But remember, these aren't the same teams. These aren't the same teams. They're yeah, not the same players. Yeah, but it's the same— like, let's coaching not staff. pretend that it's the same I, coaching staff it's been since 1980. There's something in the world. It's not yeah. just every year is not a standalone year. Yeah. Like we know, but that. I mean, it, we can try and 
isolate it as best we can. Right. And this Georgia team has a different feel about it. You said that in the beginning. This Georgia team has a different feel about it. If they not- lined up in Atlanta tomorrow, neutral field. Well, let's just say if they lined up in Dallas. Oh, I think Alabama beats them by 10 if right now. If they lined up in Dallas tomorrow. Let's take it out of the state. So they line up in Dallas tomorrow. What's the line? I think it's Alabama by four and a half, maybe something like that. Oh, yeah, that's what I would say. Somewhere between three and five. Yeah, something five like would that. Would be a lot. Well, the the thing is, I still think Georgia has some wrinkles to iron. I think they still got some stuff on the sure. offensive side of the ball sure. that they need to work on. They've they played two cupcakes in a row. You know what I mean? We haven't seen them go up against a top tier opponent, and when they did, the offense didn't look great. You know what I mean? Right. So I still think there's some questions to answer there. Once they answer those, then I think you can say they're ready to face an Alabama. And I think when it comes down to it in Atlanta, the line will be much closer than four and a half. I think it'll probably be if if they're lining up as one and two in the nation. I think it might be a flip them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I agree. So uh, there's a lot of football left to play. I I think Georgia fans <laughs> really can, well done. Yeah, it's a long season. Long, long season. Long season. It's such such big J journalism going on here. Dude. Isn't it still early? It's still early. It's still early. Too. It's still early. That. It's super early in the Hawks season, but it's still early. That's the only season that matters, but it's still early in the Georgia season. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I think Georgia fans are going to have about five, six weeks of feel good football though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's what that's I'm saying. What gotta, it's nice to think of like, let's just see Georgia go out there and win. Just kick some ass dude. by 30 plus. Yeah. Like you're supposed to. All the way to Jacksonville, the quote unquote neutral site game. Because they haven't they had take care of business. In they Jacksonville. haven't had a season like that in a long time. Where they no. had, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And it's, I haven't like, I'm as down on Georgia as any Georgia fan. Nobody's better at hating the right. Georgia Bulldogs than Georgia Bulldog fans. Like we know right. that, but maybe I, I really, like, South Carolina. I fans. couldn't be more satisfied. I really couldn't. Yeah, just so, like I'm very pleased with the no. job that they've done. What I'm Dan Lanning has done on the defensive side of the ball is incredible. It, it would not shock me. If he starts getting head coaching attention almost immediately, hopefully Georgia can keep him there. Right. No, um, I'm with you there. So from Georgia to from Georgia football to the players that actually make up the Georgia football roster, the local players. Do you want to do you want to read into that? The local guys. The local guys. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let's talk about let's talk, let's talk Georgia Southern, Savannah State, and then I'll do a couple of high school things. Right. You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, little local segment, local sports segment presented to you by Prep Sports Report, prepsportsreport.com, local Savannah high school sports for free. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports coverage for more than 20 years in this city. Nobody celebrates youth athletes in the coastal empire better than PSR. No ads, no subscriptions, no logins, none of that. Just stories about local athletes from the 912. Visit PrepSportsReport.com today and follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, PrepSportsReport.com. You got to love it. All right, local sports action. Georgia Southern was an atrocity again at Arkansas. I don't think anyone thought Georgia Southern was going to win, but certainly, certainly Georgia Southern fans expected better, especially after what happened at Florida Atlantic the week prior, 45-10. to the Razorbacks beat Georgia Southern. The Eagles right now rank ninth in the SEC in total, or SBC, I should say, in total offense and total defense. And it doesn't really get any easier for them. Sunbelt Conference opener, opener this week against Louisiana and Billy Napier, who have dominated the Eagles under Chad Lunsford and Georgia Southern back at Paulson Stadium. If this game gets ugly quick, 
in any fashion, like Florida Atlantic or Arkansas, it's going to be a weird, weird, pissed off scene at Paulson Stadium. Lunsford was asked this week about if fans should be mad or like it, you know, do fans have the right to be pissed when their team doesn't win? And I think he owned it for the most part, but you know, none of it's going to satisfy Georgia Southern fans until they start performing better. And if they don't, if this thing gets away from them, I think Chad Lunsford could definitely be in danger of losing his job. Spencer, you asked me about the four and a half over. The win total, yeah. That's a lock. Still. Yeah. Still a lock. Yes. And I don't like you're doubting it either. And I, it's not that I'm doubting it. You know, we've just... We've, you sound we've, doubtful. The, the stock market's had a, a down day. I've had a down day in the gaming market. You know what I mean? I've had a down week. So I'm I'm on the pessimistic side of everything. You know what I mean? I'm more bare. I'll say this. They've been to bowl games every year right. under Chad Lunsford. So until they don't, I'm going to ride with him. But there's a lot, a lot wrong. It's sort of like what I, we were talking about with Georgia like in years past. The same old thing kind of that we would see. It's sort of like that at Georgia Southern. It's starting to feel a little bit stale. But, but, big old but. If they beat Louisiana this week. I like big buzz. If they beat Louisiana this week, which is a big old but. I think all is well in Statesboro. That would be a monumental win. Feels like one of the biggest regular season games of the entire Chad Lunsford era. Uh, Savannah State. Savannah State put on a show. Our boy, Russell DeMossi. Russell DeMossi. He, breaks out. He, breaks, out, he breaks out his Madden controller. <laughs> yes. He's in the playbook. He's running the screens. And they got up to a huge lead, a big lead. And then... Benedict College came roaring back. They tied it late in the fourth quarter. And then Savannah State, game-winning touchdown with, like, I think three and change to go in the fourth and then an interception to seal the deal. So Sean Quinn and the Savannah State Tigers are 1-0 inside the SEAC. They're not going to lose a game in that conference. They're going to run through undefeated again and win the conference title. Done. Guaranteed. Lock it in. You heard it here first. All right. uh, High school football, and then we will get Spencer's – you don't have any high school football. No, I don't have any takes on high school football. All right, I just I, wanted I to... haven't made a game this this year. Uh, COVID concerns. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm just, COVID concerns. I'm just looking out for the people, the young kids. I'm always looking out for the kids, man. Everything we do is for the kids. They, we, yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm just going to run off a few things that are notable in the high school football arena now that we are five weeks into the high school season. Big picture, Georgia High School Association Executive Committee prepares to vote on private school bill that essentially the gist of it is, Spencer, I'll explain it to you. The nine biggest private schools in the state are October, the first week in October are going to be voted on. They could be split into their own class. So in other words, you'd have basically the uh, SEC of Georgia. The way the class A private and class A public are split. Right. Right now, like you have a class A public champion, class A private champion, you'd have a big nine, like they would have their own state championship. Which is Jeez. wild. That, and Benedictine is one of those big nine private schools in right. the state. So that's a big thing to watch. That's from the GHSA Executive Committee first week in October. Um, other local news, Savannah High School Stadium, their football stadium on campus at Savannah High was supposed to be open late August, early September. Still not open. They still haven't played a game there. Almost $6 million they spent on the stadium. Jeez. Still not open, but I think... 
from what I'm hearing, it'll be open in the next three weeks. So I think early October, mid-October at the latest would be when you can expect that. Uh, one more note, stadium-wise, $600,000 practice field at Jenkins at the front of Duran Avenue. That is uh, a big deal because that brand-new building and brand-new campus is plenty nice enough, but to have a $600,000 investment in a practice field, nuts to me. So that will be opening up soon as well. Top five, Spencer. Super meaningful top five. Really important. All right. BC, Calvary, New Hampshire, Savannah Christian Country Day. I like it. Don't fight me about it. That's uh, I won't. Five. I won't. I won't fight you on that. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Honestly, <laughs> that's the playoff. First, first off, let's go. Really good segment. Let's hear. It. Let's good. Good by segment. Me? Yeah. Good yeah, segment. Good job. Good job. Brought to you, yeah. Good. Brought to you by the Prep Sports Report. Prep Sports uh, Report. Yeah, All right, guys. Get on down to Prep Sports Report. Call Demasi. <laughs> you gotta love it, dude. Tell him the Hawkers podcast. Tell him the Hawkers. Tell the Hawkers podcast sent you, dude. Here's the thing. Yeah, I I haven't made any uh I haven't made any high school games this year. Like I said, COVID concerns. Is doing it for the kids, but you put me, dude. You put me on that show with you and Connor Delpreet, our boy Connor Delpreet. You put me on that show, I'll stop it. I'll stop the show. You know what I mean? I'll bring the heat, no matter you what. Couldn't go. I don't know. No. I don't know shit about high school football, but you put me on the show. I'm the star. That's it. You start talking about that's, like this guy's it. got all the raw ability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just start. <laughs> He's got star power. He brings the fire, dude. In and terms that's of it. leadership, though, yeah, you can't measure that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. Room, Intangibles. Intangibles. Locker room guy. Yeah, yeah. Program guy. Been in the playbook. Kind of mm-hmm. guy that's first in, last mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Really, really, the kind of guy that Connor. Del Prita's, yeah, in a way, yeah. His Ravens won big over the Chiefs. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, that was an awesome game. One more thing from local sport. I forgot to tell you this. Do you remember Ice Cream? The I um, do. The, the legendary umpire, yeah. umpire referee. He umpired official. a bunch of our games where it's I struck his, you out several times. Right, right, right. It's a two-year anniversary of his passing away, and like I just always around this time of year, like I, I've thought about it the last two years. Like this guy, still to my knowledge, is the most loved or beloved umpire official referee at any level that I've ever seen. I've never seen an umpire referee be liked, period, period. But like from both sides, even when he was yeah. not good at calling games, yeah. like when he was old, super yeah. old, he's still out there, a steve ride. Yeah, he was an icon, man. He's a legend, bro. Yeah. And ice Everybody cream, knows who he was growing up. Everybody. I- ice cream as a nickname is obviously. Top tier. Tier S. All time. All right, let's talk, uh, you want to talk Falcons? Yeah. Bro, can I tell? Wait, 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 wait. This team stinks, bro. The roster is bad. You say it's the worst team in football. It's not the worst team in football. That's so reactionary. Roster in football. That's so reactionary. Who's the best player? Who's the best player? Calvin Ridley's the best player. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson is not the best player, and that's not good. He's not the best player. He's not the best players. Okay. The defense is improved. I don't want to hear otherwise. Oh my! I don't want to hear otherwise. Just almost gave up fifty. They, they didn't almost 50. give up 50. There was two pick sixes. Extremely fluky pick sixes, by the way. One tips off the receiver's hands, which doesn't happen nine times out of ten. The other is because Matt gets bum-rushed and makes a bad choice and just eh, tosses it up and catches the guy catches it on the five and waltzes on in. Dude, this team just had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter against the best team in football. They're not the worst team. The Detroit Lions aren't going out there and doing that. You're Let a sensible you fan. You You're a sensible person. Let me tell you that. Until it comes to this, you don't. The Jaguars aren't the best team. Sense, I, I've just made, just made so much sense. The Jaguars aren't doing that. The Jets aren't doing that. How many games have they won? 
They've won none. How many points did they allow this past weekend? I don't know. 48! 48. I think... No, no, no. So 14 of those weren't on the defense. Spencer, it said 48 on the scoreboard. Right. Okay, it was a three-point game in the third quarter. Then they got boat raised in the fourth quarter, 20 to nothing. Yeah. They were outscored in and the fourth. 14 of those points weren't on the defense. Okay. And, and then, so, it was, then, then, it, then it was over with. So the and everyone knew ends, it. So the game ends, and you're, you say to yourself, man, we just if a couple things go our way. Oh, dude. I That's what it sounds like. I was pretty much convinced that we were going to cover at plus 13 whenever they you, had the ball. I said all, all week right? that's They shit it away. But they're still they're gonna have easier games on their schedule than this one. And they had an opportunity to win this game. I'm not I'm still not completely off the bandwagon on this Falcons team. Week one, I let it be an outlier. Week two, some pretty pretty shitty performance in the fourth. We don't like to see that, especially yeah. as Falcons fans. Pretty shitty. But I'm not off the bandwagon on those teams. They're gonna have some easier games to win. They were terrible in week one, too. They were favorites. I still think they're a five hundred team. I still think they're a five hundred oh, team. I still God. think they're covering their seven and a half. I like it. I like it all the way. I think this team's going to have a chance to make the wild card. They're going to have a chance to make the wild card. They're when not they, going to. When the 2022 NFL draft arrives, the Falcons will be drafting in the top three, and that's a guarantee. No, it's not. Yes, they will. Okay. Yes, they will. They right. are ter- and another thing, they never loved Matt Ryan. If they did, oh, they'd dude, set they, him free. They've thrown they Matt Ryan so far under the bus. They've just said, here, here, Matt, take the blame for us. And the city of Atlanta has turned on Matt Ryan. I'm I'm on the message boards, dude. I got my ear to the ground. The streets is mad at Matt Ryan, bro. Streets is mad. And it's not Matt Ryan's fault, Streets. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not going to end well, though. It's never, ever. We oh, said this a year up. ago. We said this a year ago. There's no way for this to end well. They're going to string him up, dude. And they should have never resigned. When Julio Jones got traded, Matt Ryan should have been gone the next day. Forget the salary cap. Forget I said that. Money. I said that too. But I still think that a Matt Ryan so led team. How could you still back this team up? I still when think that a Matt Ryan led team spot. is a decent to average team. They're going to win. You cannot five games. You They're cannot run out. You games. cannot run out Matt Ryan and not win four or five games at least. I'm so pissed that I. Have to, it's almost like the Hawks early when they were terrible, and I yeah. call, and I put them in place. I put them in check. No, I said. I said this team's not done. This team's not dead. You and they weren't dead. You were, were good, you were a good cop. You were coddling them. Yeah. But somebody's got to be the disciplinarian. And that's me. I'm going to hold them to the fire. Nah. This team stinks. The nah. Falcons stink. As a Art fan. Smith stinks. The whole team stinks. You know what I got, dude? As a fan, I got grit. I got grit. I got you that grit. You know, grit. I stand in there. I stand guy. in there and bang, dude. I'm like a boxer in the 30s. Pa, I stand pa, in there pa. and bang. I take concussion after concussion. I take the Falcons, all the Falcons concussions. Just You're right a lot the like the Falcons in that yeah. way. You just take punch after punch yep. after punch after punch after punch after punch. back up. And, Dude, and, and then at the end, it's a unanimous decision. The other team won. Agreed. So congrats for standing back up, but you just took one to the dome again. Agreed. Now they get the Giants this week, then the Washington football team the week after, then the Jets, then a bye. Right. Those three games, they had better at least go 2-1. and one. Agreed. If you think they're a good football team, they go 3-0. and oh. Yeah. I think, I think they, I mean, they have a chance to go 3-0. Oh. They, if they are a good football team, which they are not, they would go 3-0. and All right. These are three of the worst teams in the league, along with the Falcons. Right. Giants, Washington. Washington's not one of the worst teams in the league. No. I shouldn't say that. But the three-game set, it's not going to come easier than this. Yeah. You had better go at least 2-1. and one. You better win this week against the Giants. Right. If they lose to the Giants, you'll— It's dead. I'm off the, I'm okay. off the wagon. Okay. I'm off the wagon. So, but right now, I'm going to But I'm giving away. them some leash. You know what I mean? You say right now under the mic, you say— it's weak. The Falcons are 0-2. Right. 
and they will win more than seven and a half games. Well, because when I took Go this ahead. bet, when I took this bet, I I knew going in they might start zero and two. So I have to defend this. You know what I mean? I have to defend this, and I am going to defend it. I'm going to stick to my guns. All right? Okay. So I'm sticking to it. Well, I just hate to see you. Like, I don't want to see like, – Well, it's, dude, I, this isn't – as a fan, it's just I, I think they're being undervalued currently. This I is, think they're not the worst team in the league, which is, they're being made You're walking down the floating dock, and here's the boat. This is this was, And the boat is the Falcons, and there's a big giant hole in it. Right. But you haven't gotten on the boat yet. You haven't gotten on the boat. And then you say, this thing look, you knock on it, you say, this thing looks sturdy. And you hop on, knowing there's a giant hole in the middle and it's right. going to sink. What, so what's the narrative going to be, if assuming the Falcons go 3-0 in the next three weeks? What's <laughs> That's as, a joke. As the Detroit Lions score another touchdown, a little fade oh route of a tight end. You're going to win a bet one of these days. Bro. One of these days, dude. Christ. Dude, I've done way better in the futures than I have on the game-to-game. Game-to-game, I'm getting murdered. But... Assuming the Falcons go three and zero, what's the narrative going to be? How but I good, whipped them in the shape. How good is this Falcons team? But I whipped them what's in the their shape. ceiling? We're going to start asking, what's their ceiling? Are they a wild card team? Yada yada yada. And I'm going to be standing there like, hey, I was asking those questions. We are no too. Was I not? Was I not? Now is the time, dude. You now were. is the time. Now is the time to double down on their win total. I disagree. Now's the time. I say cut it in half. They stink, and Art Smith stinks. I think he should be fired immediately. And if, Matt already? Ryan, if Matt I, Ryan knew what was good this. for him, he would trip on something. I will and, say and this. I did not like the play calling. I, I, I said that right after the game. Hmm. I was like, that was not hmm. a good game script. You mean the but they Falcons still have good players. poor play calling against Tom Brady? They still have good players. Did, I didn't, I they didn't realize, don't have good players. I didn't Stop realize, saying that. I didn't realize that the Falcons have never beat Tom Brady. Never once. I didn't know that. Nuh-uh. Yeah, never once. He's 9-0. and Against the Falcons. You're so stupid. Why did you bet on this? He's 9 0. Well, I bet the line. I didn't bet them to win. And, they, and it got murdered. And it they got almost doubled up. No, they didn't. They, they lost by 23 points. It. They fucking had it. Uh, we don't you curse on this. It. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hand up. We don't curse on this podcast. You missed it by nine and a half points. We don't curse on this podcast. It wasn't close. I apologize to the listeners. But I feel strongly about this, and I'm doubling down. I'm not off on this team yet, and I don't think you should be either. There's still reasons to tune in week to week. Oh, no. That's it. I'm, I'm and that's it. out on the Falcons. That's, that's it. That's all I got to say. my feelings very clear about Well, that. your uh, Dolphins put up a stinker. Tua got hurt. Doesn't count. Yeah, Second okay. drive of the game, he got hurt. Ribs, he's day-to-day. Just to let you know, Schefter. Day-to-day, and then the, the Dolphins got absolutely murdered. I haven't it watched was one, it. It was, was 35 awful. to nothing. Dude. It was awful. I was getting updates on my phone. And it was like, ding, ding, Your ding, phone probably went ding. dead. It's just watching it. Holy crap, dude. Right. That was bad. Started bad, ended worse, like it never got good. But the whole time I was like, eh, we don't have a starting quarterback. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really count. So that's so why. technically the Dolphins are still one. That's why they put up 35 on you. Uh, which is less than 48, which is what that's the Bucs put on you. And you said, quote, the defense is getting better. They gave up half a hundred. No, the defense did not give up half a hundred. Okay. Okay. Two nothing Orioles over the Phillies in the seventh. The Phillies are fading, I think. I think. I think. I think the Braves are going to win the NL East. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break. Are you looking to buy or sell real estate in the Savannah area? If so, call John Carr Real Estate today. John Carr Real Estate. That's John Carr, C-A-R-R, in Savannah. 912-228-0916 or 6349 Abercorn Street. You can visit John Carr Realty at johncarrealty.com or on Facebook through John Carr Real Estate 
Instagram, and on Twitter. John Carr Real Estate, buying, selling, or just learning more about the real estate market in Savannah. He's your guy, and if you call him, tell him the Hot Grits Podcast sent you. 912-228-0916. All right, Spencer, nothing better than Team Golf. This weekend... Love Team Golf, dude. Team Golf is the best. Ryder Cup this weekend. Europe sucks. USA is the best. And we've won... The USA has won. Let me get my math right here. They've won... They're 1-0 in the last one Ryder Cup. Right. On American soil. Right. They've won one of the last five. That's another way of looking at it. Yes. So they're... they're Not great. I mean, yeah. Europe's 4-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, uh, it so should be said the USA are supposed to be massive favorites. They always going are. In, going in. They're massive favorites, and it always seems like Europe wins. You know what I mean? Is there? A, John, did you look up a betting thing on it? Like, no. There, there's I, not a... I, haven't, I haven't looked up the lines yet. Usually you do it by matchup in the Ryder Cup, right. so you would bet. I don't, I don't know the matchups yet. I haven't looked. But you would go... They haven't released the pairings yet. Okay. Then that's that's why. They so do you, it like, I th- like they'll announce Friday. So it's Friday, September 24th through Sunday, September 26th, basically 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. all day on NBC Golf Channel. And the cock, Peacock. Uh, Which is Whistling, Whistling Straits, Wisconsin. Yeah, the cock's taking over. The <laughs> cock is everywhere. Whistling Straits, Wisconsin. Uh, I think, Spencer, if, if the USA either loses big or wins big, It'll be like a big storyline, right? But I'm always interested to see how golf does against in the middle of football season, right? Now. Like, and we're talking about Sunday afternoon NFL versus Sunday afternoon Ryder Cup. It's just they're going to go head to head. Golf has just carved out its own viewership. You know well, what I what mean? What are you like, going to watch on Sunday? Like, I'm watching the Ryder Cup. I'm going to watch the Ryder Cup for, for sure. sure. Like, right? For sure. But I did look up the odds here. If you if okay, that yeah, tickles your I fancy. Mean, just like the so, odds to win it. Odds to win USA. Obviously, pretty massive favorite, or not massive favorite, but pretty pretty good favorite at minus one eighty five. Europe at plus one ninety seven on my book. Okay, so it's not, and it is possible to tie. Just for you, you, uh, you real. And you did some uh, heavy research before this. What happens in a tie? Uh, So if each team, oh oh, what happens in a tie? Yeah. The previous team retains the cup, but for betting purposes, you can bet a tie. So if if Europe, let's say it's a tie. And you bet Europe, you don't win with betting Europe. You know what I mean? Right, right. You right. don't win. It goes as a tie for betting purposes. Oh, so but you don't push? No. Okay. No, you lose. So there's three bet. outcomes. Well, I wonder what yeah. the what the uh, odds are for for a tie. Oh, I would say I, I've got them right here. Plus plus fifteen hundred. Pretty close. It's plus thirteen fifteen. Pretty close. That's nuts. Pretty good job, Travis. Imagine betting on that and, and like which that would mean you're if the you... only guy at the bar rooting for a tie. Like you're just <laughs> trying to work systematic, like you're rooting for Europe over here, and man, like you'd be such a complete nut job. I dude, you're, you're I, putting ten on it, aren't you? So, yeah, 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 throwing it down, throwing it down, dude, throwing it down. Why not? You so wacko. Listen, so the the way this works is you have one. They each each. Not every player plays the exact same tournament throughout the Ryder Cup. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. So, Thank like, it's you. not just it's not just match play or whatever. It's not everybody plays a different format. So, one some groups are going to be playing four ball, which means they'll you'll take the best score 
from that two-player team. Right. It's a different – and then Saturday is split. You right. have a morning wave and an afternoon wave. Right. But, the, but Sunday is the true match play 1v1. Right. 18 holes. Right. And as long as both sides are within – like as long as it's not clinched before – and it can't actually be clinched before Sunday. But like as long as it's within shouting distance of each other, I yeah. think it will get massive ratings. Right. But I, like – the USA lost what? It's like seventeen and a half to eleven last night, or seven. It wasn't super close. Like it, yeah. that's not close at all. It wasn't close, and the, it should be said that I mean, while it would appear that USA has the better talent, I mean, and they're stacked. They've got a bunch yeah, of young so dudes. Europe. Yeah, but Europe has the number one player in the world. They also have Roy McIlroy, who's played decently well this year. Yeah, uh, they've got a, a bunch of bros. Like it, and they always seem to come out and play well. You know what I mean? But it is on U.S. soil. Home turf, right? Families are going to be there. I that type of that thing, that type of thing matters. You know what I mean? Let's get some juice flowing. The, the I saw the, the fans of the Ryder Cup are routinely referred to as the thirteenth participant, <laughs> and I was like, no, they're not. Nobody's ever said that. If I told you before this, like how many guys are on the Ryder Cup team, you'd probably get close, but nobody yeah, knows. I would, it's I would 12 not. V12. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dime it. It's not the twelfth I mean? man, like in football. Like, we no. don't know the thirteenth man. <laughs> the spectators, but it will be fun to have them like to see that again. Nothing is better than watching pros tee off in golf with crowd noise, right? And people wearing national colors like that shit gets me off. I love that, and like I cannot wait to see what the American fans do to Sergio Garcia. Every time this man tees it up in the Ryder Cup here, he gets blasted. Same for Rory McIlroy. Don't forget he right. showed up late to his tee time. That like shit. This was probably. 2012, 2014. Yeah, I actually don't remember that. Yeah, you should look that up. Do yourself a favor. He shows up late to like a, a Friday tea time, like thought he was teeing off at a certain time, and then doesn't hit the range. Walks onto the tee box to like fans jeering him and stuff. Birdies. Birdies number one. I did see Brooks Kepka kind of got murdered in the press for stuff that he said. I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I think he was just trying to explain that it's different. You know what I mean? And it came off. In typical Brooks Kapka fashion, it came off a little douchey and like. Yes. But he, I don't think he meant it that way. But he's had such an opportunity to become the man, the but, man of the people, the cool guy. Yeah. And he just like doesn't seem to. Have, I don't think he's interested in being that. I, I think he. Well, but like the way he packs the dips, dude. Like uh, the way he throws it down, it just doesn't seem like he really cares. I think he's like Aaron Rodgers, dude. I think he really does care. I think his only objective in life at this point is making sure that Brooks or Bryson DeChambeau knows that he's cooler than him. Well, you know what that I mean? doesn't take Bryson DeChambeau is the least cool man. He's on earth. so in his head. And I think that's his only objective. I, I, I think he's accomplished everything else he wants to in golf. You well, know I got I mean? news for you, dude. People in American golf aren't going to give a shit about Brooks versus Bryson if they don't perform right this weekend. And, Bryson DeChambeau, for as douchey as he is, and for as nerdy as he is, and for him probably paying for all the friends that he does have, if he does well and if he wins, then they're going to be cheering him like it's Tiger Woods. Right. That's what's different about it. And speaking of the GOAT, speaking of the big cat, Tiger Woods, if he makes an appearance, dude, that would be electric. That's that would be the, sick. That's one of the rumors going around. I'd love that. Yeah, he would as be. As long as he's not like... He's not in the tiny Tim like stilts or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, no, he needs to have one of those like earpieces in that the captain's oh, wear. I almost feel bad about saying that. That's they not ride a funny him? joke. Wait, what was it? The tiny Tim stilts. Oh my god! <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Yeah. The whole golf course is quiet. You just hear him coming. 
God bless us. Every one of us. Sun setting in the background. Yeah. It's like Bagger Vance walking over the hill. <laughs> oh, um, this doesn't look good. Yeah, He's the, got all the time in the world. Yep, right over the middle. Giving up a field goal. Are you going to update the people or are you just going to Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Jared Goff just throws a dart over the middle. 24 seconds left. Uh, it doesn't look like my best going to cover. They're going to get a field goal. All right, here. let me show you how this is done. 24 seconds left in the second quarter. It's 14 to 14. That's what I just said. Line. No, you didn't say anything. You said 24 seconds left. They're about to get a field goal. It looks like we're not going to cover. Right, but you didn't say the score. You didn't say what okay. quarter. Okay, well, I'm assuming they're watching. Most all, Everyone's watching. They're listening to this after the game is I done. I know. You have to say the score in time. All right, whatever, dude. Here's the score in time of the Braves NL East race. 14 games left. 14 games, kind of. Yeah. Get to that in a second. But they are, as we record this Monday night, two games clear of the Philadelphia Phillies. They won one of three in San Francisco. The Braves did. And they have a really, really critical stretch coming up. Four with the Diamondbacks, who have lost 198 games already. Not possible. Not possible. More games than is scheduled. The but Diamondbacks legitimately to do are it. 48 games back. Which That's is not nuts. an exaggeration. They're 48 games back, so they're terrible. You got to take three or four from Arizona. Agreed. Then you get Padres. One of those games against the Padres, there's three scheduled. One of them will be a doubleheader, so there's four, and the Braves are already losing in that game. It's the fifth. Oh, inning. that's right. It's the fifth inning of a seven-inning game, so they'll play two innings, already losing. So you got to sort of think about that. They're seventy-seven and seventy, but really, I, I'm already assuming they lost that Padres game. Right. So seventy-seven and seventy-one. So that would put them at one and a half up on the Phillies, right? Basically, and fourteen games, including that two-inning game. But really, it's 15 if necessary. They got rained out against Colorado earlier this week. That game will go at the end of the season if it's necessary. So they could end the season 161 games. That's possible. They got 161 on the schedule Whoa. Right, right now. And that's, that's all leading up to a Phillies to close out the year. Is it a Phillies series to close out the year, right? Or is it against the Mets? Is it go Phillies-Mets? If Phillies is not to close out the season, they're the series okay. before. So I think it's Diamondbacks. Padres, Phillies, Mets. So ideally, you need to have a two-game lead at least going into that Phillies series. You do not want you do not want to have a one-game lead. You don't want to have a right. chance for them to tie it up early, and then you got a two-game basically to see who makes it in. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to, that shit. You don't want to have to play the 162nd game against Colorado to see if you win the division. Because then you got to start and pitch everybody. You got to play it like it's right. a one game wild card. And you can't set up your pitchers, the whole thing. And then that's a recipe for disaster for right. the Braves. They will get swept. Yeah. And then I'll get, if Freed doesn't go. Or if and can't. if they. May- <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And the, what the crazy thing is, dude, with the way this is all shaking out, it You're looks thinking, like. I can see it in your eyes. You're thinking the same thing as me. What's, go, uh, ahead, go, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. All right. If the Dodgers have to play in that one game, that's what I'm screaming. Right. There's a chance, dude. dude. This the, this might be the worst World Series team of all time. You know what I mean? Like, are they, the Braves gonna win this World Series? I don't know, dude. I don't know, and it's it feels early to say that. And I was thinking about this like two months ago, and I haven't said it because I don't want to jinx anything. You know what I mean? But the the Dodgers could lose in the wild card. That could happen. One game, I anything like, could happen. I do, bro, I like this team's chances against the Giants if, in seven games. I, I'm I, they're not winning against the Dodgers. Not happening. But I could see them beating the Giants in seven games. I could talk myself into that. If you get to the World Series, anything can happen. Fuck it. 
Like, I, excuse me, hand up. We don't curse on this podcast. If, if they, they get, don't have to play the Dodgers, if they don't have to play the Dodgers, all all bets are off, dude. All bets I, are off. I think, like, I could convince myself that they could beat the Brewers. Right. They could beat the Giants. They could beat the Cardinals. They're, right. They're not going to play. And you got to remember, teams, this is not the same team that. Like, this record is not indicative of how good this team is. You know what I mean? Because they got better halfway through the year. Still like, in the back of my mind, I, I always say, like, yeah, but they can't win the World Series because they don't have Azuna and they don't have Acuna. Like, they I, can't I win, so. can they? And, and, like, so if they did win, right? I mean, you would have to think, and all of it despite Brian Snicker right. still throwing Will Smith out there in the ninth inning every night. Unreal. Let me go ahead and get off on Will Smith real quick. This guy blows a save. They're one strike away Friday night from beating the Giants. He blows the, sl- uh, the save after throwing eight. The slave? He blows the slave? Eight straight sliders. He threw. The eighth one was hit 150,000 yards. That's indicative of something, right? That means you're not trusting your fastball. Baseball guy. I don't, I don't know. Baseball guy. Baseball guy. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Right. I like that. Uh, so another baseball guy thing, Brian Snicker, two days later, Will Smith does what he's supposed to do. He gets, and they're going to put him on a pedestal for this. He gets three outs in the ninth and gets a save. Imagine that as a closer. And then it's like, oh, that's why we go back to this guy. That's why he's our closer. That's why we trust him. Why? Because he got one of two? He saved one of two games? That's why you're going to, what? What are you reacting to? Oh, my God. Just, it was third down to close out the half. There's seven oh seconds left, and it looked like uh, a Detroit Lions player just made the catch of the year, but it ended up, it ended up being incomplete. He almost one-handed this bad boy. Dick Rod should be the closer for the Braves, and Will Smith is going to cost them more games. Like, we haven't seen the last of this guy blowing games in the ninth inning. Every time he comes in, I'm worried, and he has 30 saves, 30-plus saves. So he's solid, but they have a better option. Dick Rod should should have been the closer two months ago. When he was playing for the Pirates, he was the third best pitcher on the Braves. Like, (laughs) that's a fact. That's a fact. They do get Luke Jackson back from paternity leave. From paternity leave, and this is why I say, like, it doesn't matter what your ERA is. Luke Jackson, speaking of someone that doesn't do himself any favors. Right. I, I don't have any kids. Mid-20s guy. But you can't be leaving on paternity leave in the middle of, there's 14 games left. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's right? Weird and then you watch your team lose two of three? Paternity leave, the bullpen? paternity leave didn't exist 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's, So it's something I'm still getting accustomed to. I don't, I don't want to come out with the hot takes. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come too I'm hot cool with, with it these takes. I'm cool with it in June. I'm cool with it in yeah. June. Take three days. Like, go see your kid be born. I get that. Go see the kid be born, but paternity leave But I can't do it in something I can't do else. it in a three-game you know set I mean? in San Francisco in September. Yeah. I can't abide by that. Yeah. Like there's some things that Zoom will well, just have to work for. There's also like there there's COVID protocols and stuff that makes it a little bit long. It's not like you can just dip out for one day and then come back as in twenty twenty one right sure. now. Like that's not how it works. I would have so you have to I would have rather him seen paternity leave like Five days after his kid's born, you go spend four days with him while we're in Arizona. Yeah. Not while we're facing a team that's 45 games over 500. Yeah. That's why Luke Jackson, eh. Like, is he I even, mean, hopefully his wife doesn't back, have another kid in the playoffs. Or he's out. <laughs> we're not going to see him. Be if he comes back and pitches well, all will be forgiven. If not, if, I mean, if they go on another four game skid, oh, good Lord, bro. I need to rip into some people in Heads order are to get roll. them going. Heads are going to roll. Yeah, yeah. Disciplinarian. Uh, Austin Riley, start with him. No, no, no. Austin Riley doesn't need me, bro. I can't just use all my bullets on. My I can bullet. do. I can do that. You want to start with the good? You're I'll the get, good. I'll, I'll, yeah, Austin Riley. I still like the approach. Okay, 
I still like the approach. Up the, the middle the other yeah, way. Yeah. The, ball, the ball's not leaving the park, but he's taking a lot of close-called strikes. That's 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 what we need. We need to see plate discipline. He's we hitting need to it see, to all fields. Yeah, he's hitting it to all fields. He's hitting little dinkers once every four at bat to you know to the to the right fielder. I'm cool with that. Maybe maybe get one over the fence every now and then. A lot of singles though. Yeah, it's he's been stuck on 29 home runs for a long time. I really want to see him get to 30. So Austin Riley, still believe in you. You're the best player in baseball. Everyone knows it. You're the you're the prince that was promised. The young handsome Babe Ruth. I love you very much. The prophets maybe, told us this day would. Yeah, come. they did tell us this day would come. They they said there would be highs, they said there would be lows, but we always knew that you were the one. Okay, oh. so just you know, just get some juice flowing. You just get one, you get that barrel chest around on one. You know what I mean? Turn on one bad boy. All right, more good. Adam Duvall, fifteen game hit streak, seven homers in that stretch. That's good. Check mark for Juvie. They're gonna resign him. Yeah, that's done. Like they have to resign him. And Eddie Rosario, give this guy an eternal contract, dude. He has I love been Eddie out. Rosario. I love Eddie Rosario. Yes, I love him. Yes, he has been He's awesome. The He's the anti, like, it feels like he is what we were told Nick Marcakis would be. Right. Like, ability to, to play both corners, can provide pop at the bottom, like, veteran guy. But the fact of the matter is this guy hits the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I was about to say, it, doesn't it seem like every home run he hits goes 550 feet? It, and it's, it's just, always it always looks so suave. Yeah, like it looks smooth as hell. Yeah, every time he does, he's it. real trimmed up on the beard too. You know what I mean? Like a real tight, tight line. Yeah, I can't do that. Mine's all over the place. Well, one but. of the most important things about being a good ball player, as you know, baseball guy. Right. Good jawline. Yeah. Good looking girlfriend. Right. High butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the scouts look for. High butt. High butt. High butt. Yeah, I like that. Ugly girlfriend means low confidence. Low confidence. Well, that's it's what a single A that, double. That's a what guy. you look for in your pitchers, right? So you look for look for a hot girl. You want to see how yeah. how good looking the batter is. Which tells us that the... Mike Fultonevich was dating an absolute ogre. Yeah, that's <laughs> true because he is the worst baseball player of all time. Bro, uh, Mike Fultonevich would have went on paternity leave if his sister had a kid. Is it Mike or Mark? Mark. 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 Mark Fultonevich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Cole Hamels. And Clay also, Hamels. dude, if. If we hadn't already done the Austin Riley is the young handsome Babe Ruth bit for so long, don't you think we would have done a bit by now where uh, Duvall and Austin Riley are the same person? We would have had to go I mean, there at some point. That's yeah, on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we can't do that now because we've made such a big deal about who Austin is that we can never do that joke. I spent we legitimate hours that. being pissed that Snicker wasn't getting thrown out. Remember that yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, That wasn't long ago. Like, he so still I'll... hasn't been thrown out. No, of course not. Of yeah. course not. Dude, this dude's a cupcake. I- I'm with you now. Like, yeah, early on in the season, I was like, eh, whatever. Dude. Have some like, spunk. Dude. Yeah, I mean, just the way he like stares down. They, it was like, well, what was it like a week ago when Freddie got thrown behind and then got dinged in the back, and they immediately tossed the pitcher. Snitaker just stands there at yeah. the. I brought him and out there. I would have charged the mound myself. Screw that. Bobby Conrad you know would I mean? still be out there somewhere. Yeah, if Brooks Conrad hadn't gotten exactly. his hands on him. Exactly. Where do the people find you on Twitter? I gotta lay into some folks before okay, we go, okay, dude, okay, okay, in okay, order okay. to get these guys going. Otherwise, you're just going to be giving out fucking congratulations all day. Lay in, you, lay in. Mr. Nice Guy. Lay in. Okay. I already told you Will Smith stinks. He better get going. He's a bad player. Dancy Swanson, I got away from you for a little bit. I gave you a little trophy in August when he hit 312. Now he's back to being old Dansby. So I yeah. got to come back to him. Dansby Swanson, 136 in September. 17 strikeouts, six hits. 17 strikeouts, six Hits total for your everyday shortstop. He cannot keep going up and down. Get it together, Dansby. Yeah. 
trying to put food on the table. Like, does he not have a family he's worried about? Right. And Start getting hits. In contrast to Austin, we don't like the approach from Dansby. No, he I'd like to look see him get more hits doesn't and less look strikeouts. Doesn't look confident standing in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lots of strikeouts. How tall is Jorge Soler? Super tall. He's, That's a good point by a, you as far yeah. as the height goes. Yeah, he's at least nine feet tall. I said that on Twitter. Got some buzz. Ian Anderson, three September starts. Okay. 6.59 ERA. Okay, that's terrible. And right now, if the Braves played a three out of five, Freed, game one, Chuck Morton, game two. Who starts game three? You're running Ian Anderson out there. It's got to be Yanoa. It's got, for me, it's Yanoa. But it's Ian Anderson has to start one. I mean, it. I don't think so, bro. Between three and four, it's, it doesn't matter to me. He has to well, start. Well, he would pitch like he'd be the first guy out. Yeah. So in game one or two, if Freed or Morton could only go four. You would pitch. He's going to have some time to, to write the ship. Like, they're going to give him another two starts, I would think. Right? right now, man, I think I would go, and they probably will go Anderson game three. But right now, for me, it's not even close. Waskar Dinoa game three, Toussaint, and Anderson out of the bullpen. Like, that's how I would do it in a three out of five. Do you want to, do you want to talk about Yanoa for a second? Do you want to rail on him for a minute? No, I mean, I don't think, like, Yanoa, I'm okay with, first off, he's coming back from an injury that he did to himself. And right. it was just as he was tasting success for the first time. Ian Anderson sort of, sort of already been through the fire. Yeah. Right. Like he's not a seasoned veteran or a grizzly veteran, but last year he went up against some of the best competition in the playoffs and performed. Right. Like we were good with what Ian Anderson was doing right now. He, it's also different. He was a blue chip prospect. People forget that he was, I think he was the number one or number like two. It's like a bad three or four game set. Like yeah. it's not bad, but he had better come out of it because that's a real conversation right. the Braves are going to have to have in the next 10 days. Right. Who starts that third game, he, assuming you get there? He, it almost has to be him because you're looking down the line, and they have expected Ian Anderson to be their ace at some point. You the, know best, I mean? the best version of the Braves includes Ian Anderson exactly. in, at the top of the Exactly. Rotation. So that, that has to happen. I want to talk about Yanoa because when I watch this dude pitch, I, I, I get that the gap between the best pitchers in the world and like that next tier is all mental. You know what I mean? When I watch this dude pitch, I'm like, holy crap, man. His stuff is next level. Yeah. Dude, is next level. It's better than pretty much anyone on the Braves staff, I would I would think. It's and So far, yeah. And so, like, what does he have to do to get to that, like, ace level? Because it seems like he gives up four runs every time he goes out there. You know what I mean? But, I mean. Well, that's what you, like, that's what you look for, like, over once the sample size starts growing. You look for, like, how good does the guy pitch when he has C-plus stuff? Yeah. That's what Max Fried had to sort of come through, but he's come through that. Yeah. As Snicker said yesterday, he's a guy. That's a direct quote. He's a guy. I love that. That's about free. So you have your bona fide one. I think Chuck Morton, solid at two. Good with that. But for Ian Anderson to be even involved in a conversation with Yanoa for a game three start, I think it says a lot about Yanoa and it says a lot about how yeah. bad Anderson's been. Hopefully they'll turn that around what else that's it uh, that's it for me dude how they find you on twitter um they find me on twitter at jadon sports the show is at podcast grits how they find you find me at spencer maddox underscore don't you dare forget that underscore this is underscore gang dude this is gang life baltimore you think we play baltimore winning two nothing over the phillies in the eighth braves about to start their four game set let's go with the diamondbacks what was, what was the philly score Two nothing Orioles bottom eight. Oh my goodness the phillies have a whopping four hits against <laughs> the orioles who have lost as we said before, 1,246 Unreal. consecutive baseball games. Until episode 86, 
Thank you guys for hanging with us. Thank you to all of our sponsors. That was a banger of an episode. Yeah. Straight up. What did I say at the top, dude? It was a loaded Yeah, it was loaded. Locked and loaded. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, only your cool friends. Until episode 86, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.